7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you and a very good evening. Thanks for staying with us on SAFM and joining us on SAFM Sport On. Uh, I am Tabiso Musia, Katlako Mudiba and Liolom Kalipia producing. And Babalom Duma is back with us tonight from a holiday in the Eastern Cape. And she is our technical producer. We are going to get a quick update on what transpired on day two of Casta Semenya's appeal hearing at the Court of Arbitration for Sport in Switzerland. We did mention yesterday that we'll give you the information as it comes through. Remember, journalists are not allowed inside. Uh, so everybody basically gets an update of what happened and after the day's hearings and there is something that came out today and we will uh, get an update on that but firstly we'll speak to the head coach of Sri Lanka's men's senior cricket team coach Shanduka Hatarusinga ahead of the second test against the Proteas in Port Elizabeth which is of course on the back of the incredible win at Kingsmith that people are still talk, uh, talking about up until today and then as part of our careers in sport feature we continue looking at the life of a professional footballer and tonight we will speak to former Supersport United player and Bafana Bafana International Raymond Siopa whose career was cut short by a car accident back in 2002 and he's been kind enough to join us in studio this evening please feel free to join the conversation at any time on 0891-104-207 our SMS line is 40938 and on WhatsApp we take voice notes on 061-4104-107 and we're using the hashtag SAFMSpot on, on social media Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Let's now speak to the head coach of Sri Lanka's cricket team, Coach Chandika Hatrusinga, who joins us on the line all the way from PE. Coach, good evening and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. We appreciate your time. Good evening. Thanks for having me. How, how are preparations going there in Port Elizabeth, Coach, ahead of that second test match? Yes, uh, we had our first training session uh, in PA. It's very windy here. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, ground is uh, looking really good. So, yeah, it was uh, looking forward to the second test match. How do you bring the players back down to earth and get them to focus, coach, after that sensational win at Kingsmead? Or will you let them thrive on that high from that victory? Uh, I just like to keep them on that high all the way for the next game as well, uh, to be honest. And um, yeah, it was a wonderful game and uh, a fantastic win for this young team. I know that Kusal Pereira has been given all the credit and understandably so, but what would you attribute that victory to? I think it's for the resolute of this team. Um, It's a very resilient uh, team, Sri Lanka, always. We have, uh, I mean... If you look at the, the amount of players that we are missing on this tour because of injuries and for other reasons, um, for this young team to step up and um, beat the Portiers at home, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful effort. What kept you believing, coach? What kept the team believing, especially on day four when all looked set to go against you, everybody had written you off. What kept you believing that the team could pull this off? The thing is, uh, the every end of end of every day that uh, we were still in the game. That's what we talk about in all four days. Uh, we said that we need to hang in there because when we come in here, uh, uh, I mean, not a lot of people thought that this will happen, and including us, to be very honest, we want to give a good fight. That's what we want to do because Portia's at home, um, really, really formidable unit uh, with uh, world-class attack. So uh, from the start. Um, we wanted to stay in the game. Uh, at lunch on the fourth day, we discussed that uh, uh, we were five down, I think. Uh, so we wanted to have a, um, just another good session up to the tee. So 
uh, we just keep believing that if you're hanging there, anything can happen. But uh, uh, the last wicket pair was an outstanding effort. I mean, I, it's a miracle. Mm. And as a former international cricketer yourself, I mean, where would you rank Kushal Kusal's innings, especially for a Sri Lankan batsman outside the subcontinent? I think it's up there with uh, any of the team, not only Sri Lankan uh, batsmen, because oh. it's amazing inning. I haven't seen uh, in my uh, cricketing life uh, innings like that uh, under pressure, um, playing such a uh, dominant innings against an attack like this. So I think it's up there. But I only can um, remember it's Brian Lara's uh, innings against Australia and, and then similar similar attack. So I think this is one of the best innings and probably here in cricketing history. And what can you share with us about Kusal? I mean, he's been around for some time, but has, have there been improvements in his game? Has there been a shift mentally that he's been able to produce this kind of innings? Yeah, he's been last 12 months, if you, if I can talk uh, about uh, KGP, he's just uh, believing himself, his ability, because he had always, I thought that he has that uh, ability to be, become a really, really attacking batsman, similar to Sanat Jaisuriya. And if you look at him, the way he batted, he's, uh, he's really dominant. And um, the last 12 months, he's been very consistent. Um, it's all down to, uh, I think, his understanding, his value and his uh, strength now. Um, so that's what he, he, he displayed that day. He just uh, hanging there with the other batters and uh, everything falling apart and believing himself. So he's um, his best yet to come. And what about the new guys, guys like Vishwal and Humbledenia? Did you expect those kind of performances from them? I actually uh, quite surprised uh, the maturity shown by those two players, especially uh, when you mentioned those two guys, because they played a major part in the victory. And um, I thought Vishwar's um, four wickets uh, in the second inning, uh, we got, I think, their last five wickets for eight runs. That's where we came into the game uh, in big time. And then, um, uh, of course, Ambulden has five wickets in the second innings. We always talk about uh, the spinners coming into the game. If you hanging there, if you drag the game onto the fourth, fifth day in this part of the world. So actually, he, he shows a lot of maturity for a young person. And do you have any idea, Coach, um, how this victory has been received back home and how the people reacted? I only uh, yeah reading the papers. Uh, I think it is a uh, huge boost to Sri Lanka cricket because uh, when we started in December, or oh, not even December, we were playing from uh, October. We back to back series against top um, uh, uh, high ranked teams: England, US, um, New Zealand, Australia, and now South Africa. So this is the first time I think Sri Lanka playing that kind of uh, intense uh, cricket uh, within a short period of time. Um, so it shows that we play more on this part of the world, we're improving. So I can see what we learned from New Zealand and Australia is paying off. For those who are just joining us, we're catching up with Sri Lanka head coach Coach Chandika Hatorusinga just about their victory at Kingsmead and also looking ahead to the second test against the Proteas in a PE. Our studio number is 0891 SMS 40938 and on WhatsApp we take voice notes on 061-4104-107. Coach, I hope you got a congratulatory message from the board. Did they at least say anything about the win? Hi, well, I think... Uh Sports Minister spoke to the players straight away oh. in the dressing room. So they're, they're all excited back home. And how did you manage to keep the players focused on this on the job at hand, Coach, despite the well-documented challenges prior to this tour? Uh, the, the motivation for us is to um, 
to do something that uh, any Sri Lankan team has never done here, uh, either winning a series or drawing the series. So, so that's uh, motivation itself is a is a big big uh, thing for us. Um, we talk about that yesterday when we had the review meeting. So, we all um, um, right gear up to. Um, for the second phase, we know that Portia is going to come hard. Mm. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, we, we are really excited uh, uh, to do something that uh, no team has done before. I was about to say you can't lose the series now, but I'm sure you believe that you can you can actually win it, and the expectations must be high. What do you need to get right in PE? I think we need to do the basics, like we did the same thing, like hanging there in the game and bowling in the right areas and. Uh, and, and keep uh, putting pressure on the the Proteus batters because they we know all, we all know that they are world class bowling attack. So we need to keep the batters under um, manageable score that um, don't love them to go away or take the game away from us. So this batting um, in both teams is uh, play a key role in this test match. Mm. And knowing the conditions at St George's Park, uh, they, they they should suit you. They usually suit the slow bowlers and the spinners. Have you been able to have a look at the pitch? And if so, are you happy? Oh, I mean, what we expected is a lot of grass and <laughs> harder wicket. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds good when you say that it's helping um, uh, subcontinent type of uh, uh, wicket. So uh, I'll be looking forward to the first day. Okay, Coach, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us. We really, really uh, appreciate it. And we just wanted to highlight your, your stunning win um, in, the, in the first test against the Proteas. And I think you should get all the glory that you deserve, you as the team, because it was one of the greatest uh, test matches that we've definitely seen in our lifetime. And finally, what's, what's your message to just the Sri Lankan fans and the people in your country um, ahead of the second test match? Uh, just to keep believing this young team, um, we are just... Uh started to gel together and then putting a, um, a good screen performance and um, I mean uh, the, the potential is sky high um, uh, they have to be patient they have to be patient and look for uh, keep supporting us uh, this team is going to do big things in the future okay coach uh, thank you very much oh oh sorry before before we let you go we've got Colin that wants to speak to you from Cape Town Colin good evening coach Chandika is with us good evening I'm so glad the captain of Sri Lanka, or the captain of the Proteas, or whatever it is, is on the line. You know, it was a fantastic match. It was. But, you know, if you go through history, a number 11 batsman, and of course a number 5, I take my hat off to that number 11 mm. for sticking there, for sticking there, and supporting the number five batsman. My problem is this. It's been over for the last 10 years now. South Africa, they can't seem to get tail enders out. Mm. Now, you may ask your guest, or you can ask somebody else, why don't we bowl the same type of balls length and um, not wides, not bounces, not short balls. Why are we always trying to attack the poor little bowlers at the end? And those guys are seem to be, seem to be making runs. The tail enders are making runs. 
even if it's 20, 30, 40, one pair in the makes 10, the yeah. other one makes 20, the other one makes 30. Now you take the proteas. We were all out. Um, we were, uh, the last five wickets we lost. For eight runs. Nine runs. Yes. Now imagine if each one scored just 10 or 15 runs. It would have been another 100, uh, another 60 runs or something like that on the board. No, for sure. But take nothing away from Sri Lanka's stunning victory. But thank you uh, for that, uh, Colin. I really hear you. Uh, Coach, also thank you for your time once again. We really appreciate it and all the best in PE. Oh, thank you very much. We love to come here and play cricket. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Coach Chandika Hatrusinga, the head coach of the Sri Lanka men's cricket team, joining us here on SAFM Spot On. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, let's try and get an update then on what happened on day two of Casta Semenya's uh, hearing at the Court of Arbitration for Sport. As I mentioned, journalists are locked outside. Nobody can go in. Uh, information is coming in bits and pieces, but we've asked Manfred Sedler once again to speak to us tonight just to tell us what he has heard about what happened today. Good evening, Manfred. Thank you very much again for your time. Good evening. It's becoming a regular discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so day two, yeah, look, <laughs> how did it true, go? Very true, yeah. yeah. Look, it, it, it's been an interesting day. I mean, for one thing, Athletic South Africa have released their panel of experts. It's now not just Custis Semenya and her lawyers have, lawyers have a panel of experts, but now it's Athletic South Africa. And it's quite a, it's quite a loaded one. There's some big, there's some big names and hard hitters on there. And then I also saw a, an article where the, the lawyers have obviously uh, of customers have obviously come out and made a statement and they've been quite scathing of, of the IWF, uh, uh basically saying that the IWF contrary to, to trying to uh, level the playing fields for all women in, in the sport are actually um, doing nothing except being hurtful and uh, discriminating against uh, athletes with, uh, as they call, DSD. So uh, shots have been fired. I saw the article that you that that you posted of the defense team. I mean, there are a couple of professors there. There's a professor of obstetrics and gynecology. There's a director of sports genomics uh, at Manchester. There's also a geneticist specializing on gender-based and endocrine genetics. What do you make of this defense force and, and the angle then that they're going to fight this case? Well, yeah, given there's some, as you say, there's some some big uh, uh, doctorates and, and, and professors uh, that uh, you know uh, that are in this arsenal of of uh, South African Casas Semenya. There's also people that South Africans can relate to, like uh, Ross Tucker, who's yes. been one of the the uh, uh, sports scientists who's over the last years has been attacking the IWF on, on how they've been going about it and attacking their science. Uh, and he has, in fact, been um, heavily involved in, in discussions with and research with uh, Dr. Pielke, who's part of the uh, yeah. um, uh, the, the defense team of Casa Semenya. Uh, Jeroen Swart, who is the, the SASCOP uh, science and, and technical uh, consultant, so to speak. And then also uh, Professor and Dr. Wade Derman, who's uh, is based at the University of Stellenbosch right now. But, I mean, he's been chief medical officer for... South African Olympic team to the Sydney Games in 2000, the Athens Games in 2004, it was with a excuse me, a Paralympic team in 2008 in Beijing and the 2012 team in, in, in London, and then also um, for the, the the chief medical officer for for FIFA 2010 in the Western Cape area. So there's there's some big names here that have that are that are on this list, and it's you know. Um, it's it's going to be the next few days are going to be ugly. I think a lot of uh, 
of things are going to be discussed and thrown out and uh, you know we'll obviously only find out much later but I do yeah. think that um, um, it's, it's going to be it's going to be ugly I can't see this being anything but ugly you mentioned uh, Professor Pilker. Uh, I saw when his name came out, a lot of the British media went into a frenzy. There was a lot of fanfare. What is he? What is he known for? Well, he, he's a he's a uh, renowned sports scientist, and, and, and he, and along with uh, Professor Ross Tucker, um, I've been talking about and uh, basically uh, uh, discussing the, the this whole uh, uh, whole gender issue, the testosterone levels, and so on, and. and He's very, very active on Twitter, so um, I would suggest anybody who is interested in uh, genetics and um, physiology and and sports science um, actually give him a follow. He's really, really insightful and very interesting. And and both he and and, and Ross Tucker often engage each other on Twitter um, and quote each other. So, uh, and he's he's a leading leading sports scientist and also by uh, by. Biomechanics and so on. So he, he, he certainly knows his stuff, and and yeah, um, it's. I guarantee, as I say, it, it's not going to be it's not going to be pleasant being in that building. I think the Court of Arbitration for Sport is going to have their work cut out for them to to find a, a, to get a finding to get a ruling. So basically, day two was about Custer's defense team, and then probably later in the week, then people will testify separately. I would imagine so. I mean, we we have no idea what's going on really inside them. It's yeah. behind closed doors, and and quite frankly, it should be. It's it's, it's a legal proceeding, and, and I think a lot of personal things are going to be discussed, and, and a lot of things that, um, you know, I, I would imagine are, are almost doctor-patient privilege, as we spoke, uh, as we confidentially as we spoke about yesterday. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it doesn't surprise me that this is behind closed doors. Um, and we are going to be reliant on, on basically on the statements of the, the two different parties as they as they come out. But um, again, you know, the IWF has turned around and said they weren't being um, malicious or or uh, flaunting the rules when they released their team. Um, as the IWF have it, the Court of Arbitration for Sports said, you know, you, you can release them, uh, you can release the team names and so on. But you know. We've got two different uh, stories on that with uh, Custer Semenya's team coming out saying, well, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And then the Court of Arbitration for Sports says, well, in that case, um, you know, Custer's team can release their experts. So there's going to be a lot of information that comes out, which I think only over time will we get a much clearer and, and deeper picture. And it's it's, it's quite frightening that um, um, a lot of it is going to be speculation. And yeah, okay. as I said when we spoke yesterday, I am concerned about the um, the, the uh, strength of the arguments that the IWF may be putting forward. It, I just get the feeling that they may have something up their up their sleeves, which um, yeah, nobody might have actually thought about. So I had to be a doomsday prophet. I certainly hope it doesn't work out that way. But I, I'm just very nervous about what the IWF think the evidence is that they have. Okay, Manfred, thank you very much for another update. I know it's tough uh, to get information uh, from this case because it's behind closed doors and we are relying on people like you. And please follow him on Twitter, Sportsman Essay there, and you will get the latest information as it comes along. But thanks again, Manfred, for joining us.
Always a pleasure. Thanks, Tabisa. Thank you, Manfred Settler, there on the line, giving us an update. And, uh, of course, we did speak to the South African government yesterday uh, about their fight, and the DG did say that um, they have put money, they have budgeted money aside. It could be 25 million rand, it could be less, it could be more, and uh, depending on what comes out And uh, after after this case. And uh, so tonight we were just getting an update on what happened on day two. It is really difficult to get information on this case. Even if you watch on TV and you look at the international journalists that are there, they're all camping outside basically caster's not speaking nobody's speaking they can only take photos and they get they just get uh, bits and pieces of the information as it comes out so we'll try our best also uh, to give you that information it's a five-day hearing it's expected to go on until friday and then uh before the 29th of march then we've been promised that the court of arbitration will give a verdict remember caster Semenya is appealing uh, the iwaf had wanted to implement these regulations back in november and then she launched their appeal and they decided to wait for this hearing at the court of arbitration for sport up next we're going to hear from former super sport united player and bafana bafana international raymond siopa about life after football and we we'll also catch up on his uh, playing career before it was cut short by that car accident back in 2002 SAFM sport on and we've got a message from Colin in Deben who says that uh, Tabiso, on behalf of most South Africans that are sympathetic to Casta Semenya's challenges that she's undergoing as we speak, if possible, please convey her, convey to her on our behalf that we are behind her in our prayers. Thank you, Colin. We will try our best through the Sport Ministry to convey these messages. And I even saw sports people tweeting today. Even Sunei Luce, the Proteas women's cricketer, was also tweeting her support, her 1,000 support for Casta Semenya. So it is good to uh, see that support. And now let's talk about football and life after football. It's my pleasure to say that we are joined in a studio by former professional player Raymond Siopa. He played for Supersport United and also turned out for Bafana. Bafana, they call him Wewe. Good evening, sir. Thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. It's a pleasure hosting you tonight. Thanks for inviting me, brother. You know, you were one of the first names that came to mind where we, after we heard of that accident that ended short uh, the career of Chiefs youngster Wiseman Mayo because you also suffered a similar uh, fate. What was your immediate reaction when you heard the news about Wiseman? I was very, very sad about what happened to, to him because he has lost many things. Like the future is gone now. Like, the, what do you call this thing? Mm. The footballing the, career. The football career is, yeah. is gone now. Like something which you love, you're not going to play anymore again. If you had a chance to speak to him, what would you say, um, Raymond? Like, what can I say to him? I say, he must just stay strong and believe in God. He has to play all the time before he sleeps. And when he wake up, he must thank God because he's still alive. Like other people who have passed away through accidents. Would Would you like an opportunity to speak to him if you could? Yeah, I did uh, talk to Brother Station about talking to him. I would like to meet him and give him advice about going through this process. Mm, and we'll try our best to see if we can also put you in touch with him. But how does one recover from something like this? I mean, you where you had your life goals set on or professional football career and it's cut short. How do you bounce back from something like this? It's, it's a tough thing to, to go through because you think about it each and every night when you sleep because in the in the afternoons you have friends, you are laughing, everybody's happy. When they leave, you are alone. That's where you, you must think 
way forward from here? What must I do to mm. go to get up? I mentioned that you were also in a similar situation in 2002 where a car accident basically cut short your, your football career and a very good football career it was. But what did that misfortune teach you personally? What did you learn about, about yourself or just about life? Uh, you have to know how to discipline yourself. You know, you have to work hard to be like to be a best player. And you, you must listen to, to your coaches and your parents because those people give you life. Mm. And is it something that maybe you were not taking seriously at the time before the accident? No, I was not taking football seriously, unfortunately. And on that, on that time, 2012, 2002, I wanted to change my life to be a disciplined player, a professional player completely. Because mm. I was doing wrong things. Mm. I wanted to change my life. Because uh, anyone who's going to call me, I just have to go and visit them without thinking about my future, you know. And and what are some of those wrong, wrong things that you look back now and think that maybe you shouldn't have done while you were playing? Like uh, to get married. Because if you are married, you are committed to one person. Not to go around and do wrong things, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How long did it take for you to fully come to terms with what happened? Because I know you did try to come back and play castle uh, football, but how, when did you finally accept? I cannot remember, but I think a year after the accident is where I say, I know I cannot play football anymore professionally. And let's go back to 2002 when you had that accident, Raymond Siopa. How much do you remember about it? Are you able to take us through it? Do you even remember it? Yeah, like uh, at, that, at that time or day, like uh, in the morning we went for training. After training, we had a meeting with a team, technical team. So they told us this thing of going out late is not more wanted from the team so after that we went home and I, I didn't have a car so Dennis Masina was a new player from Super Sport Yuki Yuki yeah mm. so he said he called me say listen I want to see someone in town can we go together because I don't know town well you know so I said no fine you can pick you can come and pick me up so I was having a lady in TUT in turning in Mm. So, it was Pretoria <laughs> Tech at the time. Yeah. Was she staying at the Heights? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in <laughs> Polonaise. Pol Pol ah! <laughs> Me and you, eh? Yeah, so he he went to fetch his, his girlfriend and he drove me to, uh, he drove me at TUT. So he, he told me like he wanted to go and have dinner with his chick. So I said, okay, go and you can get me, get me back when you go home. So when he, came back he came back with that lady i said brah i told you you must leave that lady in town so it's gonna be easy for us to go to atresville because it's closer mm. so after that we went to take that lady to his place unfortunately before we reached the place the extent happened mm. and when did you then realize the seriousness of the injuries that you suffered i cannot remember because i was like in in coma for two weeks and I was recovering each and every day, you know. And what, what, what kind of injuries did you suffer at the time? 
Yeah, it was a head uh, injury. So I think the memory was not well, you know. Ah. Yeah. And the body and the legs? No, the my the body was fine. Only the legs because the legs was out, like the problems, coordination, balancing was giving me problems. Did it break? No, they were oh. fine. Just it was not more the way it was before when I was playing. Well. And I uh, I would think that you went to rehabilitation. How difficult was it or how was the rehab? No, it was going well the rehab everything, but unfortunately I didn't make it up to to play again. And you were at SuperSport United at the time. What kind of support did you get from the club? No, the support was there each and every day and they were promising me that I'm I'm gonna they're gonna help me through this. So they helped me they helped you uh, recover after the accident yeah after the accident and at that time was the medical insurance in place where you covered i know the psl's got a medical aid fund medical fund uh, i was covered i was helped by supersport to pay my bills at the hospital oh that's good that's good and at that time uh, raymond you were probably one of the country's most exciting players i mean how do you look back at that accident do you have any any regrets about what happened especially at the time that it happened I just told myself like things do happen so I have to take it so I can grow you know mm. so if I don't take it I'm going to struggle through you know I'll, I'll end up taking drugs and doing wrong things and at that time what were your dreams what were you hoping to achieve in football as a professional player uh, I wanted to play overseas because I I was I was happy with the way Arsenal was playing I was seeing myself mm. playing there and you were that kind of a player, eh? Speedy yeah. on the right, you could score goals yeah. also. You could get past people and do everything. Yeah, because they were playing Lundberg. Yes, Lundberg. Freddy Lundberg. Yeah. Pires so, on the other side. So I said, nah, I can feed there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. For those who are joining us, we're catching up with Raymond Siopa, just about life after football. They call him Wewe, former Supersport United and Bafana Bafana International, of course. You can call us on 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. On WhatsApp, we take voice notes on 0614104107 and we use the hashtag SAFM Spot On. And we're going to get into his footballing career after this break. And the Gauteng Department of Agriculture and Rural Development invites all farmers who received letters of approval for support with agricultural infrastructure between 2015 and 2018 to provide their details as follows. Name of the farm and farmer, contact details accompanied by a copy of the approved letter submission date 28 February 2019. Late submissions will not be considered. Inquiries contact uh, Mr. Umpo on 011-2402. 730 or 072 287 9278. That's Mr. Mpo Tape, or you can email mpo mpho dot Okay, we've got a lot of reaction here for Raymond Siopa coming through. Uh, somebody says, Rotman, Yako Atridgeville. I guess that's your home. Sure. That's, those are your people. Somebody says, encouraging words here from Raymond Siopa. Good to hear from him. And let's go to the lines where Roxino has called us. Good evening, Roxino. Thank you for joining us. How are you? We are fine. Thanks, a new member. 
that was shouting to the crowd. So the crowd was angry. So they threw us with object. Is Unfortunately, it? I was hit by a bottle. And you couldn't take part? No, I didn't take part. You you also have a cap for Bafana Bafana. Yes. Um, how do you? How special was it? Firstly, to represent your country, was it something that you were expecting at the time? Yeah, I was playing very good on that time. Unfortunately, I was playing with a uh, Cyril Nzama. Mm. So normally, Cyril Nzama wants to go forward, mm. will pass me. So I I just have to give him the balls. He was <laughs> doing my job, you know. I was defending. <laughs> And who was the coach that called you up? Trot, Trot Moloto. Oh, Coach Trot Moloto. Yeah. Ah, that's good. That's good to hear. And do you wish you had more caps for Bafana Bafana? Yeah, I wish I had more caps because I, at that time I was hot, you know. Mm. Unfortunately, the extent killed me, you know. Mm. And according to the stats here that we've seen, you scored 25 goals in 85 matches. Is that correct? That's true. Eh? For a winger, that's impressive. Eh? Yeah, that's true. That's very, very uh, I- I- impressive. Do you still keep in touch with anyone at Supersport United because since that's the only club that you, you played for in the PSL? Do you still have ties there? Yeah, I do. Like uh, Normally, they'll give us tickets when Supersport is playing. Uh, so Supersport legends will go and watch the the, the players. Mm. Yeah. And and the, are you still following local football? Is that the club that you support? Or is there another club that you support, but you still follow? When I grew up, <laughs> I was supporting Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, you were supporting Kaiser yeah. Chiefs when you grew up? When I grew up, yeah. Until you became older and wiser? Yeah, even now I do, but Supersport is, is my home, you know? Mm. Yeah. And are you still in touch with some of the guys that you played with at, at the time? Yeah, I, I do, like Japi Mutale, oh. Sengi Mutlajwa, Shik Sibeko, all of them. You know. Somebody here on uh, Twitter wants to know, how old were you when this accident happened, Raymond Siopa? 27. 27, and that was the end of your footballing career. Yeah. And when you tried to get back at um, at Castle... Could you feel were you uncomfortable or or what happened? Like uh, I was playing all out. Unfortunately, like uh, coordination, balancing was giving me some problems, you know. Uh-huh. And also the speed was normal the way I was before. And 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 you you decided to make your own decision and say no that this is not working. Yeah, even uh-huh. like uh, other coaches they tell me listen. There's no way you're gonna play at the highest level. You'll end up here. I can find. I can see also. You know, when you play, you can see. You can feel like I. I cannot make it there because there is high tempo. Mm. Everything is top top. Somebody else wants to know uh, how was your relationship with Yuki after that accident? Did that accident affect it in any way? No, I didn't have any problem with Yuki because I was just driving with him. You know. Like, accidents do happen. Mm. Unfortunately, I'm lucky. Like, I'm still alive. Like, other people who went through the accident, then there are no more here. Like, Leslie Maniatella, Gifle Remy, to mm. mention a few, you know? Yeah, the likes of Richard Henyekane, uh, all those guys. For those who've just joined us, we are catching up with Raymond Asiopa just about life after football uh, and about the accident that ended his career. We're going to find out what he is up to now. And a lot of people are asking if he is still involved in the game. So we will uh, 
touch on that after this quick break. Please feel free to join the conversation on 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. And on WhatsApp, we take voice notes on 061-4104-107. Expresso Morning Show makes you feel... So cool! Come hang out with the freshest morning crew in the hood. We bring you everything from music, beauty, trends and a whole lot of soul food. It's so cool! Catch us weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. to get the entertainment you should. Catch your feel-good breakfast show only on SABC3. Feels so good. SAFM, leading the conversation. Okay, still catching up with Raymond the Okay, here's another uh, tweet from... Sydney Mushikaro. He says, where, where, my brother from another mother. That's another uh, unsung hero of the game, that yeah. one. Hey, Sydney Mushikaro. Proper player at Rear Stars. That's true, eh? Yeah. And then, Ipagapaga um, Elinko Mkise says, what a player he was. Please say hi to him as long as he... As long as he's still alive, he was mostly fed and supplied by the anchorman himself, Peter Khwabane. That's true, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's my man also. Peter Khwabane. Yes, yes. Very good guy also. Let's go to, who do we have? Jeffrey in Attridgeville. Hello? Hello, good evening. Can you hear us, Jeffrey? Is that Jeffrey? Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Sorry about that, Jerry. We can hear you loud and clear. We are with, where we're here in studio. <laughs> yeah. You know, Taviso. Uh, when we got the accident, I was the team manager at Supersport. Mm. And uh, I was one of the first people that got a call that he was involved in an accident. Mm. <clears throat> and when I rushed to the hospital, uh, mm. Dennis was on a stretcher. He had a neck brace. He could talk, and then I asked the doctors, where's Weiwei? And... Uh, you know, it, it broke my heart when they showed me where, where he was on a stretcher with uh, machines all over his body. It was very sad. And, you know, from where he was that day to where he is today, I can tell you God is great. And Weiwei was a very, very strong character. It took guts for him to be where he is. And when I heard that wise man couldn't play, mm. I personally called Wewe. I said to him, Wewe, here's somebody who's been involved in what you went through. Can you please try and talk to him and help him? Because you are one of the few people that went through that process and you managed to pull through and you're still alive and now you're living a normal life. So... He is the right man to talk to, and he's the right—he's a perfect person to talk to, wise man. Ah, that, that's very good to hear, uh, Jerry. And and just what can you share with us as a player, uh, Raymond Siapa, since you were close with him at the club? <coughs> Wewe was a very very good but naughty player. <laughs> he was very naughty. I mean, we we had to call meetings to get him to do the right things. On the field, we couldn't fault him with anything. But he has his off-the-field antics that uh, really uh, affected his performance. I'm telling you, that man could have been overseas before he got his, 
involved in the accident. But then, like he's saying, he accepted his fault. And unfortunately, when he was prepared to change and be a better player, that's unfortunately when the accident happened. Mm. But uh, we thank God that he managed to pull through and he's still alive today. And like he was saying, uh, he chose games. Pirates was his easiest team. He was Pirates Chiefs, those victims, uh. he killed them very, very easily. And and Peter, would, Peter got upset with him because <laughs> he would kill Pirates today and then next week we're playing Amazulu, he doesn't come to the party. <laughs> okay, Jerry, thanks for that. Is it Jerry Wari? That's me, Tom. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, uh, Jerry. We really appreciate your call. Uh, I'll let uh, uh, Weber respond. Let's take Patrick in PE also. Patrick, good evening. Thank you for joining us from the Windy City. Hey, thanks, Tabiso. Good evening and good evening to Raymond. I think, uh, Tabiso, for me, first of all, let me commend you. I think we just, we, we are not, not, not long ago, we had the ordeal of wise men. Mm. And then today you brought you bring in Raymond. I think it's comfort. It's com- it will comfort him, also he, when if he's listening to to hear a guy who also at his height at his height of his football had an ordeal similar to him of an accident. And I think for me uh, the match that he was mentioning the four three I remember it very well. Uh, I think the last part of it before Frostapula scored, I, I left the TV. And 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 went went outside home because I was like, no, Supersport is gonna kill us. He was he, the, the the guy who just spoke. He, he was he was speaking the truth because he was a menace in mm. the big teams. When he come to this small Anyana team, I don't know, he just disappeared. <laughs> but whenever he has to play Paris, I think maybe even if he was unfit, he would go and score against Paris. It was a similar Mbuyane and Sundown story. Ah. If they play, if they, if he plays Sundown anytime, he can score. But I think for me, Natabiso, it's great to hear from a guy who has been there and can give some good advice, not from a grandstand position, but saying I was there and I know the things that did not work and the things that I wish I could rewrite. And I wish him all the best and I wish he could really speak to our youngsters because they're still youngsters who still, the career is so is bright, but they don't achieve greater heights because of the attitude and because of the things that they fall into as, as, as becoming superstars. Great stuff. Thanks for that call, Patrick. In uh, Is there anything you just want to say to those two calls? <clears throat> yeah, like I want to say thanks, Brajeri, of support also. Like you are the one person who also helped me through my career, helped me to sign contracts because I didn't have an agent, because you were guiding me, what must I do? And you had a good family. I'd like to say thanks also. And also, I, I do give these youngsters advices. Others will take them, others will not take them, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I did talk to Maribusani Zongo. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, eh. Doesn't listen, eh? And eh, what a talent. I, I wish, I, I once told him, listen, just sacrifice for 10 years, boy, mm-hmm. and make 20 million. Mm. You see, Messi, Messi is nothing from you. You, mm. you are a super superstar, and I'm, I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you, boy. Mm. If you can just sacrifice for ten years only, you can make twenty million. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened. You know, 
It's fun. It's it's funny you say that because uh, we had that conversation this week here with the team about how good Masibusana Zongo was and what a talent he was and how he could have actually walked into that Barcelona uh, team. And it's interesting that you mention it now. What a talent that boy is! My goodness. Let's go to the lines. We've tracked him down here. Yeah, he was tweeting and p- messaging us on Facebook. Sydney Mushikaro. Good evening, sir. Hey, good evening to you and the listeners of SAFM. I saw your post on Facebook and I said we need to get Sydney Mushikaro on the line there because what you said was Wewe, my brother. What would you like to say to Wewe or share with us about Wewe? He's with us in studio. Uh, Wewe, my brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ray. Hello. 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 Yeah, he can hear you now. No, I just want to say, my brother, uh, 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 as you know, uh, uh, That's true, when you're playing, you're a very, very, very talented winger. Every time when 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 we come to play super sports against real stars we always have to plan or no raymond soap so we always have a day here the super sport so what what i can say is that uh, even though uh also it was cut short but you are one of the legends. You are one of the legends in our game. Uh, I think very humble. That is why even now we can we can we still play together when we get time. So, so just keep it up. Yes, just keep it up and be the the, the 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 person you are. You have never changed when you are famous. Even now you have to, you you still the same guy. So I'm just saying all the best to you. Uh, 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 and your family uh, in life uh, will 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 keep on 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 talking to each other and and and, and playing this legends game together. Nice one, Sydney Mushikaro. Thank you very much. Thanks, brother. Thank you very much for joining us. Last one. We are out of time. People want to know: Are you still involved in football? Do you still want to be involved in football? Uh, at the moment, I'm transporting kids from Atresville to uh, Valhalla. Mm. That's that's my job now. And you still want to get involved in the game? I'm not sure about that. Okay. <laughs> That answers that answers it then. Uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us in studio, Raymond Siapa. We really appreciate your time and your honesty and the lessons that you were able to share with us. Thanks. I'll end with this SMS from BP who says, Hi, SAFM. I'm very impressed with the Sports Hour. This young man is a real professional. He has interesting guests. He's ever polite in tone. That must be me. And his questions are so well researched. Take a bow, young man. Well done. I'm not even a sports person, but such a pleasure listening to you. Thank you very much, BP, for listening to us and for everybody who listens to us. We are back again tomorrow between 7 and 8. Quick score update. Sundowns 1, Polukwane City 0, Tembazwane with the goal. Mr. Ashraf Gada is up next.